Smartcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Get Real with Dr. Ronay, Doctor of Clinical Psychology and Trauma Specialist. Dr. Ronay Calvert is Executive Director of Live Treatment Concierge Services. Live Treatment provides a unique wraparound approach of concierge services in person and virtually, specifically tailored to each client with a level of effectiveness that transcends any other program. In her daily experience of guiding clients to recovery and emotional freedom, Dr. Renee Calvert gets real to shed light on subjects that have remained in the shadows with courage and compassion. Joined by Bindi Height, international spiritual coach and mentor from Ethical Change Agency, with the mission to inspire change makers and holistic healers to create collective change to make the world a better place through the power of human connection, purpose, and podcasts. It's time to get real. Hey, Renee. Hey, Bindi. Hey, Curly. What up? <laughs> now, we have a very, very special guest with us today. Curly Velasquez is a Los Angeles-based artist. He began his career in fashion, working for celebrity photographer David LaChapelle and design icon er- Jeremy Scott before starting his own line was discovered in the kitchen at BuzzFeed Studios, where he became an internet favourite. Currently, you can see him on season two and three of Vida on Stars and in the Netflix hit documentary Mucho Mucho Amor. Welcome, Curly. Woohoo! Oh my God, thank you both for having me. This is so exciting. I'm excited to have a good conversation about spirituality and just being alive and being a human. So I'm super excited. It's a good way to like start off the week. Like, let's go deep. Let's get dirty (laughs) and let's have fun. I love it. it. That's kind of how I see you. Let's go deep. Let's go. Let's get dirty. Let's deep and dirty. You know, I've been described like that by several men in LA. I think think you would have a lot in common with a lot of my ex-lovers. Deep and dirty. (laughs) Oh, don't worry. I've already interviewed them all. They they all have wonderful things to say. Oh my God. Nothing but the best. I'm sure. They better because they, I mean, look, even in times when I have, when I know that I have not been the best, like, you know, like when you know better, you do better. Even in times when I know I haven't been the best person, mm-hmm. um, I have always uh, held myself accountable and been like, hey, I was a young person. I was going through it. So yeah. I think that with all the growth, they would understand. I'm pretty sure that all my ex-boyfriends would leave rave reviews. <laughs> I, I, according to the ones I've spoken to, they have nothing but the highest regard. Um, and also that, that that applies, I think, honestly, I'm just, just, to, just to, to get deep for a second. Of course. Um, you know, one of the things that I recognized right off the bat of meeting you was your humanity. And that is honestly what I think one of your, your most striking and beautiful contributions to this world is. And I think I said to you, you know, what really strikes me about you, Curly, is that you're not like so many people who I've worked with. And, and it's a struggle, right? We're all growing every day. There's no judgment. Absolutely. There's no shame in it. We're all on our own path. And for certain people, it's very, very important to be revered and to be mm. seen as a star and to be looked up to. I think there's mm-hmm. an importance in that. I think there's an importance in being a leader and being looked up to. Yeah. And, and then, but I think how you do that and how each person comes about that authentically is Mm -hmm. really, really important. And one of the things that struck me right off the bat that I had to discuss with you, because I was like, this is such an interesting combination, 
is that you have such a wide audience. You have so many followers. You have so many people tuning in and listening to funny things, deep things, things about your grandmother, things about your family. And when you see the correspondence and when you see somebody who approaches you on the street or approaches you on Instagram or through social media or whatever, one of the things that strikes me most is that people don't approach you. They approach you as an equal. Yes. They, pro- mm-hmm. they, they approach. Which they, they approach should, you. which I love. Uh-huh. That, yes, that's what, that's what, and that's what I was getting at is that that yes. is what you engender in people is that you are a human among humans. So you are there to build community from the inside out and to give people a sense of belonging and freedom to be themselves. And that's the first thing I witnessed about you Hmm. is that that is the gift that just immediately struck me when I saw you as a person. What immediately Hmm. struck you was if you were in a group of people, I wouldn't know who the famous person was. (laughs) I love that so much. I love that. And thank you for seeing me because I think that that's something that's really important to me as well, as far as like being in in this uh, industry and having been in it for a long time now, like I'm honestly not interested in people seeing me as like, whoa, this person, like don't other me in that way. Like don't make me like, don't revere me in that way. That actually makes me feel like not awkward, but like, I'm not better than you at all. Like, I just have a different profession. I don't know more than you do. I just know that we're all kind of like uh, bulldozing through life, if you will, tripping over ourselves every single day. And if you have like one piece of the puzzle, I have the other piece of the puzzle and let's connect them. Like, I cannot stand in this industry where people really believe that they're hot shit, that they somehow have the answers to everything, that they somehow are better. Like, which is another reason why sometimes people on the internet, when they give advice, I'm like, what makes you think, not what makes you think that you have the answers to everything, but like, where is the space to be like, hey, I have a little bit of insight. I don't know everything, but I have a little mm-hmm. bit of insight. And so I'm very allergic to um, people who walk around and think like they have it all because I'm like, you don't. You are. You have uh, trauma responses and triggers and trauma in the same way that a lot of us do. Um, and so it is important to me that people can see themselves in all that I do. I think the other thing too, by the way, is you see a lot of people lean into their smoke in their mirrors. I'm like, no, I don't want, (laughs) I don't want smoke in mirrors. I have been ugly. I have been a victim. I have been the victimizer. I have uh, been gaslit. I have been the gaslighter. um, And I recognize that all of those make a lot of us, most of us, right? And so I want people to connect to the humanity to me, mostly because I think it's also easier too. When people are like, you did this. I'm like, I told you I was an addict for literally 13, 15 years of my life. I told I told you I was addicted to drugs and alcohol. And am I allowed to be vulgar on, on here or? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Like, I'm like, I told you I was high on drugs and drinking and sucking mm-hmm. dick in alleys. Like, are yep. you really surprised that I would make a dick joke? Like, I'm I'm not Mickey Mouse. I'm Mickey Mouse on maybe a little bit of crap, right? Like, <laughs> right. it's not um, yeah. what people think. So I think it just offers me a little bit more of a space to breathe. Well, I think, I think all of us need that, right? I mean, even like, you know, on, on a very different level, you know, people have asked me, you know, working with you're mm. working with artists, you know, working with those from the artistic creative world, you know, Bindi being very, a very renowned DJ in a former, at a former time in her life. I don't want to say in a former life because it makes you sound like you died and came back. <laughs> I'm you still never here. Died. You never <laughs> died. You're still, you're still a DJ. You're just, Love you're, just it. You're, you're just spinning spirituality Wait, at this point. Bindi, what did you DJ? What music do you DJ? Dance. Yeah. Dance music. I am so dead. Yeah. <laughs> Earlier, Bindi and I were talking about a photo that Bindi did where they crossed their hand, they made their hands prayer like hands. Prayer hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's only cool if you're I know like, I'm the DJ. Little- there we go. You got me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's only cool if you're like maybe Hood from LA, but if you're like some random DJ in Las Vegas, <laughs> <laughs> having no idea, Bindi. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. It's the best. <laughs> Yeah, you're like you bit you bitch i am the dj yeah yeah man yeah, <laughs> yeah. my prayer hands <laughs> absolutely absolutely and it's like it's you know, you know it's so interesting because bindi actually and i found each other because you know she'll tell you through spirit right which is something mm. that we 
you know, since certain people say that and it's like, it's like, you know, feathers and like, you know, like you say smoke and mirrors, you know, I always say like, you know, it's shishi foo-foo, you know, like feathers and, you know, dust and all that kind of stuff. And there are people who, there are people who live it and then there are people who talk it, you know, and when she and I spoke for the first time, I remember us just doing this podcast on the ethical, uh, ethical podcast, the, the ethical change agency um, and the ethical podcast revolution that she has evolution that she, that she brought to me here in the States. And she said, I, I meant to talk to you. And um, I just kind of went with it. I'm like, well, why not? You know? Mm-hmm. And what came about was just this very, very organic conversation where I didn't even realize that, the mic was still rolling for as long as mm. it was. And we were talking about our love of vinyls and our love of music and our love of and how much music matters to us. And what really brought this whole thing about was across all these miles and across different culture and across such different life experiences was our ability to want, we were both seeking connection. We both mm. wanted to connect to each other we both wanted our connection to be seen by the outside world, not as guides, but as like a, hey, we're all just trying to figure it out. So mm-hmm. why don't we all get together here? Because I don't think any of us, you know, the, the, the day we figure it all out, the day that like I have all the answers is the day I'm going to die. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not, and I'm not done living. I got yeah. a lot of life to live. You know what I yeah, mean? Absolutely. I mean, there, there's still not even Botox in this face yet. And it's like, I wow, know. Wow. That's know a good thing. No Botox. <laughs> Thank you, baby. <laughs> I, got a, I got a lot longer to go on this planet, you know, being real. And that's, mm. that's honest. That, you know, when we find all the answers and we think we are the Mecca where people are, are trying to arrive to, you know, yeah. there are so many people who I've walked the walk next to and who I have seen in their lives and the pressures upon them mm-hmm. to say, well, you know, my child listens to your music or my child watches your videos or watches your, and you're here to be a role model. And I'm like, no, they're fucking not. Yeah, you're here yeah. to be their parent and that person's mm-hmm. there to be an artist. And yeah, you, absolutely. As their, you as their parent get to determine whether or not you want to hear from a person who's going to tell you the real deal about, yeah, I once sucked it. That, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, and not now, once, several times. No, no, no. Several. I hope you still do and enjoy it very much. I mean, if not, then you're not truly living, right? I mean, let's get real. But the honest, but I mean, four drugs in an alley. You know what I mean? There's uh-huh. a different, there's a different story there. I think the idea that you don't say that with shame is mm-hmm. what is is what is confusing to people is mm-hmm. wow when you tell your story you're not your story you're not your trauma you're not the yeah, sum of absolutely. all of your mistakes but I think are- that's also what makes it really cool I think like whenever I meet people and you I'm sure you both know like when you meet people who have had like a CD. I always say like, don't we kind of like Drew Barrymore a lot because we're like, Drew used to be kind of messy. And now she's like, sweet old Drew. And you're like, I know Drew knows what the fuck I'm talking about when I get dark. (laughs) And I know what she talks about when I get soft. And I feel like when we have those and we allow ourselves to be both of those things, that to me is real humanity. Humanity, you know, we were talking about our quote, like that I always say, it's by a, a Greek philosopher by the name of Terrence. And Maya Angelou would quote him all the time and it was it's homo sum humani nihila me alienum puto right and it means like i am human therefore nothing human can be alien to me so if you have all the components if you look at somebody who is grand and and wonderful and um a light in this world, you can be that too. You have everything in you to do the same thing. If you look at somebody negative, a horrible, terrible person, they are also part of humanity. And you also have those components within you to be those things. I look at my grandmother right now is kind of like, um, my grandmother has been the source of inspiration since I was born, right? She was the first ally to a young queer kid to me. Um, and now hey, she's grandma. Kind of, yes. And now she's kind of dealing with, she's living with dementia. And every time I see her, I get to witness this spirit and this mind that is somehow caught in between, not caught, but is living in this space and time that is like kind of all over, right? And I can see the grandness 
the magnificence, right? And for all that that word is worth, magnified, like huge and grand, and the tenderness and the softness and like how delicate life can actually be in one moment and one person. And I look at her and I go, oh, this is life. This is the universe. This is what we are, you know? Um, <laughs> your makeup was banging. And I, I'm but, so good at me, but you <laughs> Literally. No, my, you just talk about her. I'd be like, it's, you know, like that's, that's, I mean, just that. Like, that's what I'm talking about, about you. Like you're looking at her, you're a Wadith and you're looking at her and you're describing this amazing soul mm-hmm. and you're talking about her being stuck in between these two places and yet mm-hmm. you're describing it with this love and this tenderness of like what you can just like like I I think I, I've heard other people talk about your grandmother as though as though mm-hmm. they were her grandmother as though they were their yes. grandmother you know mm-hmm. like they all kind of own a part of grandma in a way and hearing the way you talk about her I understand why it's like it's like here's this woman who well beyond her years and well beyond anything ever happening to her, her physical brain, right? Mm-hmm. Which is such a, it's such a traumatic thing to watch somebody who embodies such strength and yes. such leadership and mm-hmm. such love. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Lose or be, or be in any way shaped you know, or, or yeah. transform and trans or yeah. transformed Absolutely. into somebody else. But being you know able what? to have the grace to walk through that and see mm-hmm. all those moments of light. Absolutely. That's what the spirit's there. I mean, she, you know what's you, you know what's fascinating about this is she actually was to to many people in her life an absolute terror, an absolute <laughs> terrible person. <laughs> Horrible. Like, like where you would probably hear about things that she, you know, I don't know if you remember the end of the movie, Cruel Intentions. If you haven't seen Cruel Intentions, it's a 1990s movie. Watch it. At the end, the villain is kind of like, um, like outed in a sense as a mm. villain. And everybody just looks at her and disgust. If you would hear the things that my grandma has done to people and people mm. that she's supposed to love, like different things, you would turn to her and be like, you suck. You for sure are coming back. You have a whole, you got to do it again. You have to yeah. do something. Sure. But I, but I have seen some people in her life who have, she has hurt, including my own mother come, who is my dad's wife, who is, so it's her daughter-in-law come back around and feed my grandmother, bathe her, take care of her. And you see these moments of like forgiveness. And I think to myself, you know, like, damn, okay. Like you can, perhaps be a shitty person you can live in a certain type of ego narcissism in your mm-hmm. life and even you know at it, not at the end but even uh towards the end of your life or whatever like love light warmth and kindness will still find you and take care of you and lift you up and hold you and so there's just so many different like spiritual experiences that i just can look at just by observing i think the best thing that you can do is if you have need any answers in life, whatever it is, like just look at nature, look at people around you, look at how they grow, look at how we age, look at how we move and how maybe we don't move. Um, and then you go like, yeah, that's life. Like, um, have you ever seen Men in Black? Do you remember there was like a cat who yes. had like an entire galaxy on their like little collar? Yes. That's how I feel about humans. That's how I feel about each person. It's like, you have meteors, you have asteroids, you have black holes and, and, you know, uh, superstars and nebulas and all these things. Like, it's going wild. It's going crazy. And it's all just on this tiny little thing Mm. 
hanging off of some cat's little leash, little collar. Mm -hmm. And I think like that's, you know, that's life. All this crazy shit, all this dick sucking, all this snorting, all this like, you know, crazy drinking and debauchery and and pain and hurt. And then all just put into one little moment and saved into like the universe like that, you know? Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, it's so true. And it's, it's, you know, when you talk about looking at humanity and whatnot, like the one thing that, you know, we know is that with dementia, just on a neurological level, you know, it's the pruning back basically of that kind of happens during our formative years where certain elements of our, of our brain, they just start like those, the, the neuronal connections, they just start kind of pruning back. And so we lose elements of our actual brain functioning. And I wonder sometimes, and I know that it's a very, it can be seen as like a very like foo-foo thing to look at. But the truth of the matter is, is that like the further we get sometimes from our brain, from just looking at like those neuronal connections, like us is just like, you know, but blood and bone and whatever is spirit. Mm-hmm. And even in the lesson that perhaps your grandmother never even knew, or your mother didn't know that she was going to be given by something so much bigger than your grandmother, mm-hmm. or that your grandmother was given by something so much bigger than her, mm-hmm. was the lesson of forgiveness, mm-hmm. was the lesson of giving grace mm-hmm. to somebody who to somebody who was a little fire starter. You know yeah. what I mean? Talking about Drew Barrymore <laughs> back in the day, right? Little yeah, fire absolutely. starter, you know? Yeah, and it's like, so she, there she is lighting shit on fire and whatever. And yet, of course, as we talked about, no one's purely evil and no mm. one's purely good. It's all, it's all about kind of those moments in between and what we're learning from each thing and yeah. what the, the teaching that's beyond grandma or mom or even even us you know that's mm-hmm. coming from such a greater place it's like mm-hmm. are you able to capture that moment or does it just pass you by mm-hmm. we're moving so quickly all the time i feel like we're just moving at the speed of light sometimes yeah yeah that we don't actually catch those moments in that collar you know what i mean Absolute, like we're, yeah. we're we're we have all of that in our collar and we're we don't realize you know, that that's actually what we're walking around with is a piece of the cosmos, right? Yeah. A piece of all mm-hmm. of it. And that all we in need, one. Mm-hmm. And that we need each other. Like we need mm-hmm. the dick sucking in the alley for drugs. <laughs> no, we do. Yeah. We do yeah. though. We do. Because, because, because if we don't have that, then we also miss out on the, and then what happened? Yeah. And then what happened? Yeah. Right? Because mm-hmm. what didn't happen was that the person that you were doing that with decided to make you who you are, mm-hmm. right? Something much bigger than you decided to save yourself and to become a different version yes. of that person. And yes. in order to become a different version of that person, that does not mean ignore everything that you were. Yeah, It means embrace it as part of the journey. You no longer live in that alley. Mm -hmm. You no longer belong to that alley. Mm -hmm. You no longer have to carry the pain and the trauma of that alley. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, is that it's kind of like, it's the roots from where a gorgeous tree grew, you know? And it's the, and Mm -hmm. also the recognition that within that tree, there are still branches that need pruning there are yeah. still, you know, there's, we're not done. You yeah, know, it's not absolutely. like, oh, we graduate from, we graduate from this one level and then we're done. It's like, no, that's just the beginning. <clears throat> absolutely. We're so much more than what we give ourselves credit for as human beings. We're absolutely. so much more, you know? I, yeah. Are we going to say something, Mindy? Yeah, I was just going to say, um, you know, I really resonate with, with your grandmother um, yes. in that, you know, I did some shady shit in my time too. Yes. Um, uh-huh. But um, it also <laughs> it also just reminded me, I've got a tattoo on my arm that says, thank you for making me who I am. Oh, I love and that. that is every experience that we go through actually forms who we are. And Absolutely. if we were to forget that and not embrace mm-hmm. that, it wouldn't make us who we are now. 
Yeah, this this morning I was praying. It's so funny you just remember, I was praying this morning and I sometimes have trouble like almost like when you're praying like who do you send this letter to? Do you send it to God? Do you send it to the universe? Do you send it to Jesus, Buddha? Who do you who do you deliver yeah. this message to? So yeah. this morning I decided to uh send it to the consciousness, right? The fact that I am aware that we exist, the fact that we all are I truly believe that we are the universe and the earth becoming conscious of itself, right? Everything, we are made of everything that you can find on the earth. And the earth is made of everything that you can find in space and in the universe, right? So I'm like, we must be just, it's the consciousness becoming aware of itself. And so I think we, um, you know, in the, it's always like, uh, uh, like in the beginning there was God, right? And so it's almost like, we're just this flash where we exist and we're here and there's no going back now. Mm. The spirit now is aware of itself. There's no going back. And so today's prayer was very much like, um, thank you for this version of spirit and consciousness that has been manifested in this body, right? Like this version of you that you have decided to create in, and this, this version of you essentially. And may I make you proud. May I go as hard as I can, as beautiful as I can, as ugly as I can. May I go hard, right? Not, and that's all, I got to think of the better words for that, but, um, but that's okay. Essentially, it all works. <laughs> essentially, it all works. Essentially, it was kind of like, um, how do I make you proud, universe? Because yeah. I also look at us. Do you know, like, okay, I don't know if you guys ever did this when you guys were kids, but did y'all were y'all obsessed with any collecting anything at all? And then you would like lay it out in front of you and be like, whoa, now I have 10 of these beanie babies or 10 of these like baseball cards. Like you just look at them and you love them so much and they all mean something so important to you. I think that the universe does that with us where it like looks at all of us and goes like, whoa, like look at all of these, like each one plays a really cool part in the collection. Each one has a story. And I think the universe consciousness, the creator is always like, go off, like, um, another sidebar. Do you remember those little like ballerinas that you would place? They had like wings and you would place them on this like little handle gun thing and you would pull this lever and the ballerinas had wings and they would spin really high yes. in the air and they would fly. Yes. I'm always like, the creator's just out here just spinning us out, just spinning us one by <laughs> one and watching us fly. And it's like, go, 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 go. Like, so I don't, I never look at anybody whether you're the president, the vice president of the United States or the world or somebody who is like cleaning a toilet. Like I never look at like, wow, you're more significant in this world and you're more, I'm like looking at it as like the creator has set you forth into motion, mm -hmm. into movement. How do you then choose to honor that version of them? How do you choose to thrive and like spin out in the air and just have as much fun as you can, you know, like... It's not that serious. Everyone's good. We're all going to fucking die. We're all going to fucking go. Three generations later, no one's going to remember who the fuck you are, no matter what you did. Unless they make a movie about you, which, you know, it's like, uh, are they? Because they're just making the same movie over and over and over again. Anyway, that, now I'm going too deep. <laughs> okay, no, there is no, believe me, with me, there is no too deep. I'll just, I'll just be like, I need, I need four more hours with you and like, you know, a tent to go into yeah. you know that's what's yeah. gonna happen it's like let's just talk about this off air you know what i'm saying but what mm. I, but what i'll tell you is is that there is no too deep for me and the reason for that is and then then and then there's also the levity mm. i think that's that's also the importance right it's kind of like a scuba dive and that's mm -hmm. what i tell people when they hold my hand right when they're going through the trauma process bindi knows this you know there are mm -hmm. people who have reached out and have said to me you know why don't you name drop Mm -hmm. Why don't you do that? You mm -hmm. work with so-and-so. They openly say you work with so-and-so. Why don't you name drop? And why? Because that's a life. They're mm -hmm. responsible for that life. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. created that life. Something so much bigger than me created yeah. that life. That's also I very Vir Virgo of you, by the way. Very, very, very Virgo of you. <laughs> <laughs> so, can I tack that? Bindi, what's your sign again? Uh, Gemini. Oh, love Gemini. Okay, I'm sorry. Keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. My, 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 my mother's a Gemini. And so we've already discussed this. So yeah, no, I carry I carry all the things, right? Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. And then beyond that, just, just culturally, like I'm made of everything hot mm -hmm, and, nothing, mm -hmm. and nothing cold. Uh -huh. like there's nothing. 
Like there's no Norwegian, there's no Scottish, there's no English, okay. there's no anything. I'm just made of all of the hot blood things that Beautiful. decide to get together and make mad orgy sex one another. And that's honest uh, to God love. how I came about, you know? And so it's not just on like a biological <laughs> level. Like I was actually meant to be this, this crazy. You know what I mean? I was actually meant to think this outside the box. Like when you quote the, um, when you quote, um, I'm sorry. What is his name again? His name is Terrence. Also, sorry, my dogs are barking. They're they're doing That's their okay. job. They're protecting. I love um, his- I love I love dogs. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so Terrence. That's why I didn't remember because it doesn't sound Greek. It doesn't sound Greek. Yeah, he is a. I actually pulled him up while we were talking earlier. Is that your he, dog? Wait, you make grab is- your dog. Oh wait, wait. Is that your dog? Yeah, he's a big. I'm I have so two ADHD. Dogs. I'm so ADHD. He's a big pit bull. Uh-huh. And then the- and then the other little one, who's the queen of the house, she's by the door. She's like a <laughs> tiny little terrier that side. There she is. <laughs> so I'm going to get back to that in a second because I honestly yeah. think that just came into view for a reason. I'm going to tap into that for one second. But so his name is he- Publius. Yeah. This is why Publius Terentius Affair, better known oh. in English as Terence. <laughs> okay, so so now we just made him homeboy Terence. Okay, got yeah. it. Because uh, because I'm Greek. And so one of those things where when I hear you speak the words and the, and the philosophy and whatever, it taps into something like multi-generational for me. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, like, like it's almost like a little bit of a turn on. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, speak to me more. Yeah, say, say more in Greek. You know what I mean? It's like, order me a gyro, you know, like, whatever. Like, it's, it's like, whatever. She's <laughs> like, speak Greek to me. <laughs> right? Yes, yeah. So, so once, yeah. once and for all, it's gyro. I know, it's not a fucking gyro. A gyro <laughs> is a part of a plane. A gyro <laughs> is what you put in your mouth gyro. and you eat. Okay, yes, exactly. So... To quote, to 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 honor my best friend, actually, who ironically talked about things that bring things together. Mm-hmm. My best friend, whom I went to high school with, mm-hmm. is the reason who's a phenomenal photographer, who's a phenomenal mm-hmm. human being. But more than mm-hmm. anything, it's just he's he's just he's just he's my best and longest friend. Yes. And 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 he's also he's also a tremendous father. And one yes, of the things I, I love, love about him, him is, is how he laughs at himself and how he'll say things in front of himself. And I'll be like, he is, and I'm such a lucky, lucky auntie because uh-huh. I, I don't, I don't have babies, physical mm-hmm. babies. Mm-hmm. It's not in the cards for me. I decided I didn't want to, it mm-hmm. was just, I didn't want to, I can't, I am mother to so many that I decided that I didn't want to actually physically. You're like Oprah. <laughs> and you get one and you get one and you get one but i only had one uterus so i just don't want to give birth that many times yeah one of the things he taught me about pit bulls is that so many people and i think this is like part of like this whole overall concept right is mm-hmm. how we're seen by the outside world mm-hmm. and then what we actually have to contribute right yes pit bulls, people look at pit bulls and they look at them and they go okay pit bulls are evil Mm-hmm. Pipples are scary. Mm-hmm. Pipples are aggressive. Pipples are fighting dogs. Mm-hmm. And what Mike actually talked to me about and taught me about, I've never been afraid of a dog. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. I'm a dog person, right? I'm mm-hmm. like, my dogs have souls. If you ever want to know about them, not, you know, sometimes people can question have we as humans lost our souls? Like, is there a soul? Is there a spirituality? And like, have you ever looked into the eyes of a dog? Mm-hmm. Have you actually mm-hmm. looked into their eyes? Because if you have, you won't question whether or not there's something higher anymore mm-hmm. because there's such unconditional love there. And for somebody else, that may be their cat, they may be their whatever. But for me, my dogs remind me on the daily, you know, I've seen like those, those, um, those bumper stickers, like, let me be the person my dog thinks I am. Mm, you know, yeah, yeah, if yeah, I'm the absolutely. person my dog thinks I am, I swear to God, I'm Beyonce every day. Yeah, <laughs> like every yes. day, it does not matter. I'm just, I'm Beyonce. I am, I am five seven and gorgeous <laughs> when I wake up. Without any, my that's the kind of dog. That's the kind of love my dogs have for me. Yes. So that's so but, funny because I feel like my dogs are like, "Hey, welcome back, welcome home." Like they're right? they're never like. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah right yeah they're like yeah. oh god who did we get you're not beyonce I'll <laughs> <laughs> but that's the 
they don't. That's, that's exactly that's exactly the energy you generate. It's like you're just one of us, bro. You yeah. know what I mean? They're just like, hey, welcome home. Like well, you know, welcome you're, home. Here, here you are. We've been waiting. So where's our food? You know, where's our where's love, our food? You know? Exactly, exactly. But the idea is pit bulls are seen that way because of what humans imbue into mm-hmm. these animals. The reason mm-hmm. why pit bulls are aggressive or they are fighting dogs or they are whatever is because they want so badly to please their family. They mm-hmm. want so badly to protect. And if they are trained to protect in an aggressive way, mm-hmm. they are strong. There's mm-hmm. a reason why it says like I'll hold on like a pit bull, right? Because when a pit bull yeah. bites, it's strong and it doesn't let go. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And so I consider myself in the work I do as like the friendliest pit bull you'll ever meet in your life. Right. I'm like that advocate that just sinks in. And it's like, if you want me to be with you, then I'm like stuck into your ass cheek. I love that. We're going places. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we're going places. So long as you decide, like, this is still what you want. Like I'm sinking in, I'm digging in deep. I'm alone for the ride, but there's nothing yes. aggressive about it. It's like the, the aggression is the loyalty. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's the idea is that is what we imbue is as good and evil or as yes. aggressive or as or something that we see as a trait. You know, pimples are seeing their faces and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I've seen somebody look at uh, a pimple before mm-hmm. and some people will look at the dog and say, oh, my God, what a beautiful dog. And mm-hmm. other people will look at the dog and be like, oh, my God, I'm terrified. Yeah, it's absolutely. Like, it's, it's so interesting what, and we do the same to humans, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What I understand, what looks like me, what feels like me, what feels different than my experience, and that which feels different, I either am willing to learn about and grow from, mm-hmm. or I need to remove it from yeah. my world because it scares me because I don't understand it. Absolutely. Right? I think you should always be looking inward too, all the time. Like I was just, I just went on a trip with some of my best friends. Jess was there, by the way. Your best friend, Mary, not married, but is together with my best friend. Oh, they, they, been, they are. They, they are. might They're as well be married. married. The please, yeah. yes. I know. God, so, they're, I, told, um, I told them already I want to be their flower girl, not their maid of honor. Fuck I that love shit. it. Mindy, <laughs> uh, so like I've, my best friend is the one that, kind of helped uh do all this we've been best since we were eight years old um and we were just hanging out and we were talking about how um the best way to deal with any emotions we think is like when you see somebody who's annoying the shit out of you or you see them or you meet them and you're like oh i just can't stand them they annoy me what is it in you a lot of times it has to deal and you both know this i'm sure already like Mm -hmm. what is it in you that you see in them that triggers this emotion like i used to have a lot of internalized homophobia where i would see other gay gay queer folk who were more flamboyant right who i and and i had internalized femphobia where i would see them be you know, uh, super feminine. And I would be like, oh, well, thank God I'm not like that. I'm not like those gay guys. I'm like this gay guy. And it's an interesting thing to look back and be, I remember specifically, I was telling my dad this the other day, I had to take photos of of actors that were coming in to play like this role, like Polaroids. And this one um, queer individual came in and I was like, can I take a photo of you? And they very quickly turned almost like three quarter view, like away from me, gave me like a Mm. high shoulder, looked over their shoulder, threw their head back, very like Marilyn Monroe, Mm. 1940s glamour girl. Mm. And I was so overcome with joy and happiness with this individual. I was like, go off queen. Like, yes, babes, like do you. And that was the first moment that I realized that like, oh, if I stop looking at people through fear or the lens of not understanding and instead look at them and celebrate them and go like, yes, fuck. Like, that's not the kind of photo I was asking for, but your photo is going to be the best one out of all these photos now. Like, work it out, queen. Like, it shifts something in your brain. It shifts, uh, like, it allows you to no longer think like, oh, well, thank God I'm not like that. Or why am I not like this person? It in turn allows you to go like, oh, I celebrate you. I see you. And so, yeah, I think that like, you know, going back to pitbulls and going back to humans and the ugly and the good, like how do you kind of understand it all and look at it? And I also think it's always going to be about perspective. 
right? Like well, it's like a mirror, isn't it? Like you it know, is. what we see is a mirror of ourselves. Absolutely, we're all hall of mirrors. Mm. We all are. We're and sometimes you don't like that. Mm. Sometimes you go oh, like, God, oh. no. Cause it's I real. Like that. <laughs> it's so yeah. real. It's so real. I think that some, it is important to um, recognize, you know, dig your feet into the soil of the earth. Very Virgo of me, right? Like dig, like yes. try to stay grounded, try to see and look at other people and understand what are the lessons that are meant to be learned. And what are some lessons that are like, that is, that one's not for me. Like that is clearly your trauma and mm-hmm. your trauma yeah. response. That's I'm your go- shit. I'm gonna go this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right? like, yeah. Like, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, teaching, teaching that lesson and being somebody who's walked through that myself as a healer, right. Kind of, I've, I've talked mm. about that before with clients. I'm very open with clients about being a human being, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's the mm-hmm. most important thing about being a doctor, being a healer is you really, for me, I can't do that without being a human first. Cause why the fuck should you trust me? Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. Why? If you're, trusting yeah. because, if you're trusting me because of my degree, there are one of me on every corner, like a Starbucks. I'm like a Starbucks, mm-hmm. right? You can find me and make the same order at mm-hmm. every Starbucks you come across. So mm-hmm. why should you trust me differently than every other Starbucks out there? Yes. And really, it's about looking at you. Why have you chosen me? What is it that you see in me? Do you feel more understood do you feel as though this is a relationship? Because I can't have a relationship with somebody without humanizing myself. Yeah. I always tell people I'm a doctor first, so you know I know my shit. Mm-hmm. Other than that, please regard me as a human being because honestly, the work that I've been doing since I was seven, probably, no, that's not true. The work mm-hmm. that I was doing since before in utero, mm-hmm. but that I began recognizing as my life's calling when I was seven mm-hmm. is about looking within, transform, looking at experiences that would be the shackles that hold us down and yeah. then say, okay, how do I transform these shackles into not only the things that hold them down, how, that, that hold me down, but also like maybe one day I'll look at handcuffs and go, hmm, little kinky, huh? Yeah, you know, like, 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 yeah, like that. There's can be a bit. I don't need to look at this the same way as I once did, but mm. that is that's true freedom and true evolution. And to have those in your life, you know, the way you talk about your best friends is, that's known you since since you were eight, yeah, and and mine who's known me since I was thirteen. Mm-hmm. And it's so amazing sometimes because you wonder. And a recent conversation happened between he and I. Um, there was a very deep one. I was wanting to happen over the phone. I can't stand that. He can't stand when deep conversations happen over like phone or t- I was glad it was a, 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 like a phone conversation, not like a text yes. conversation. Yes. Uh-huh. But we were talking to one another and it was so important to me because sometimes people can't transition with you mm-hmm. through life. They need to hold you in their kind of, in, they need to encapsulate you like in a time capsule uh, yep. This is who you were, mm-hmm. and this is how, and this is therefore who you will always be to me. Yeah. And what he did within like a two minute conversation with me was just be like, "Hey, so just so you know, um, this is you. You do know the woman you are today, right? Like you're you're aware that like, yes, you had all of these talents and all this heart." And all of this, you know, that was naturally you when you were 13. But you do understand that you are evolved way past that. And yeah. that this is the person I see you as today. Mm. You are you are an aunt to my son. You are, you know, these different things that really had... What I loved about it most, Curly and Bindi, is it had nothing to do with you're a doctor. It had nothing mm-hmm. to do with these are the clientele that you have. You're, you know, this is the, this is the business that you mm-hmm. have, that you have evolved into. This mm-hmm. is, this is the, this, the, this is the kind of global network that you've developed. What he was talking about is me as a human. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I want you to know what you have done with this informational download that I saw you get, that I met you with at 13. And by the way, when we're 13, please, God, let us all know right now to any of our younger 
people out there, if you're 13, 14, 15, say I don't care how old you are, if you're anywhere in your teens and somebody tells you that you've got some sort of diagnosis or whatever the case may be, please understand that like being 13 and being like finding yourself and trying to find your own voice, that's its own diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like there is no, that, that, that is to, to be 13 or 14, 15, 16, whatever it is, and, or younger and, and finding yourself and finding your voice. That's not a mm-hmm. diagnosis. That's, that's, that's evolution. Mm-hmm. Like if you feel crazy, you are. Yeah. I'm my age. I'm still crazy. I'm just crazy in a different way. Yeah. You know? I always <laughs> say like my, um, my big things, it's evolve, adapt, transform, like mm-hmm. evolve, adapt. Tra- it's eat. I always go eat, I love evolve, that. adapt, transform. And it's literally like, not only is it the only way to survive, it's the best way to survive. Keep surprising bitches. Like, keep, like, you know, turning it out. Keep growing. Keep being, like, well, no, that's what she used to do, or this is what he used to be, or this is what they used to be. And you're, like, they've changed so much. Like, they're not even the same. Like, some of the best things that I get, some of the big co- uh, best compliments is, like, I've watched your growth. I've seen it all. It's been amazing. And mm-hmm. I'm, like, yeah. That's, it's like, if I, if we're not here to do those things uh evolve adapt and transform like how boring <laughs> like how boring like like Vindi, i love that you're a dj and you're a healer and you are working through spirit and that's so dope right mm-hmm. like i'm sure you've like transformed and you're adapting right mm-hmm. renee like you know like you dealt with the stuff in your life and now you are a doctor and you're moving into these different spaces like you are evolving, adapting, and transforming always. And I think that also is the universe. The universe is expanding. It's growing and constantly changing and moving through all the commotion, through all the ugly, through all the beautiful. There you are. There we are. Well, as humans, yeah. we're meant to evolve. You know, every single second we change. And I mean, uh, yeah, you'd you be know? surprised how many people stay a little stuck, Bindi. You know I know. I, mean? <laughs> I know. But, you know, on, on a cellular level, we are evolving every minute. So, you know. You have no idea how much I wish I could just push emotional x laps through sometimes. You know what I mean? I mean like, let's mm-hmm. just say, let's just, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're a little, we're a little stuck and constipated <laughs> up in here. Like, where we're at. Like, let's just, let's just get, let's just get it. Let's just get it flowing. You know, let's just, get, let's just get this going. But we're, but we're really what we're talking about is fear of change, right? We're talking mm. about the fear of change because to be seen as something else other than what we are used to, that, that lens that was what we're used to or taught to or whatever, that mm. we're looking at ourselves through. So in some ways we don't even recognize that that's not our, that's not even our own lens. Absolutely. You know? Well, fear, like fear, honestly, like if anything if I have learned anything from being alive, well, I've learned a lot of things from being alive, but I, if during the pandemic, I would have a lot of conversations with a lot of people in my life, whether it was about the uh, Black Lives Matter movement, the current war that's happening right now, people make decisions always based off of fear and how it will affect their everyday lives. So like a lot of times people don't recognize that they're voting or talking or doing things that actually are not rooted in information. They're rooted in their fear of what will happen. Um, and so, yeah, fear manifests itself in so many different ways. Like fear for me can manifest itself in me not wanting to go to the supermarket because I'm like, what if I, uh, what if I die at the supermarket? Like everybody has their own yeah. things that they're dealing with every single day. And that's really real. I mean, it's mm-hmm. really real. I mean, look, the way I look at it, I guess, on a real energetic level, you know, mm-hmm. is, is like just going back to physics. It's like energy cannot be, you know, destroyed or created. It, it can mm-hmm. only be transformed, right? Yeah. It can only evolve. So we don't get to just stop energy. We don't get to just stop whatever this is, right? I mean, even when you think about it, like the most cellular level, like the most core level, Right even when like our bodies give growth to the earth and our earth gives growth to our bodies. I mean, this is something that's so like ancient in time, right? And going back to those roots and going back to understanding that the connection between all of the world around us, the idea of the collective unconscious that was developed by Jung and like, oh my God, so, so long ago. And yet we're still, we're still surprised we come up with the same idea at the same time or we go and we like go to call our best friend. They were about to call us 
or we have the same notion or Bindi and I just the other day had this whole moment where like she was texting me something and I literally was texting her something. And because of technology, she literally got it like minutes later than I got it. And she goes and she clicked hers and she took a picture of it. She sent it to me because proof that we are so connected. And it was literally the words that I had just sent her that she was just sending me that because of technology slowed that process down. But in real yeah. time, we were literally thinking and connecting on the same wavelength the same at the way, same yeah. time. We can connect with others in that way. And, and you know, I think at the core of everything, mm-hmm. we talk about being humans and evolving and understanding our position in life as mm-hmm. both leaders, learners, educators, students, right? I love mm-hmm. eat. I love eat because like I told you, I'm made of all the hot things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like, you know, the Italian, the Latin, the whole nine yards. I'm like, I will never forget that in my life because mm-hmm. what, who does it I mean? It's like feed your soul or whatever, you know, like the way you think about that, feed mm-hmm. your soul, feed, feed your yourself. soul. But, but also it's like, who doesn't love to eat? Yeah, you know what I absolutely. mean? Like honest to God, like that's where it's all at. It's like you nurture yourself remember to nurture yourself and be Mm. able to also nurture everybody else. Absolutely. And I'm I'm always that person who's like ordering or cooking, whatever it is that I'm doing, I'm Mm. always making way too much. Mm -hmm. And I never know why I've made too much. But a true example of this is I've honestly over and over again, made way too much food Mm -hmm, than mm -hmm. I should ever make. And it became something where, I would tell my friends, okay, I'm sending you home with this bag of stuff, whatever. And they're like, we can't possibly eat this. I'm like, well, find somebody to give Mm -hmm. this to. Mm -hmm. And and they do. Mm -hmm. And what's so amazing about that is miles and miles away from somebody who would ever know me or my kitchen or anything, there's this kind of love that went into this meal that was cooked for my family, my family of choice Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that someone is eating that may be starving under a bridge somewhere. Yeah. And because of that, you know, it's so, I know it's so, it's so like, it's such a minute moment of like, you know, Mm -hmm. literally like just nurturance through food and like take like, like leftovers and whatnot. Like Mm -hmm. that was literally somebody's meal that day. Yeah. It's like a ripple. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we're all ripple effects. That's, that's we're the truth all ripples. of the matter. Absolutely. And, and this being course. grateful, being grateful for every lesson mm. that comes up, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, to the extent that we can, life is going to happen. We can't stop life from happening. So <clears throat> the idea is, are we going to be part of it or are we going to be merely observers? When I was look, when I was thinking about Maya Angelou being like the ripple effect, I was thinking about the fact that that your original quote that you came up with when we were first talking that you that kind of is something that you live by. And I was like, I love her. And mm-hmm. I mean, yes, how many times have we heard that, right? But mm-hmm. I've had so many instructors throughout life, so many teachers throughout life. You don't really know always what the origin was. And I was mm-hmm. like, why does Maya Angelou resonate so deeply? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't the same quote. But this mm-hmm. is the quote from Maya written by herself that I that I literally every day, I didn't realize I should credit her, of course, mm-hmm. but um, let gratitude be the pillow upon which you kneel to say your nightly prayer mm. and let faith be the bridge you build to overcome evil and welcome good. Mm-hmm. And faith can be so many things mm-hmm. it can mean so many things to so many people but to me what that means is faith in myself faith in humanity mm-hmm. faith in one another to be vessels mm-hmm. because as we began this we talked about the fact that evil and good belong to each of us that mm-hmm. is what it is to be human mm-hmm. and Absolutely. we're no better we're no worse than our worst of times and our best of times, and neither is anybody else. But mm-hmm. do we want to spend time judging or do mm-hmm. we want to spend time growing? 
Mm-hmm. And that applies to our relationship with ourselves as much as it applies to our relationship with anybody else. Do we want to spend time judging ourselves what's already back there? Mm-hmm. Or do we want to spend time like, yeah, fertile soil, man. Let's plant some new trees. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Amen. I, I also, um, I know that we're getting close to time, but the way that I look at it too is like grace is one of the best things that you can give yourself and to others, right? The understanding that um, people are going to fuck up. Everyone is going to fuck up and use grace with yourself, with your parents, with past lovers, with everybody, like in a healthy way. Don't make excuses for people. But like um, what I say is that, um, you know, I think the creator celebrates and honors diversity you can see it in the fish in the sea the insects and the trees and the different sorts of flowers and plants like the creator loves differences right and so I think that when you look at others and go they're different than me but I celebrate you I see you for what the creator has made in you it allows you to then look at yourself and be like I too am a part of creation. I too am made this way and I can keep growing and change and form and transform into the person I want to be, but I'm going to do it with a lot of grace, a lot of love and a lot of tenderness. Mm. Absolutely. What an angel you are, Curly. We could just <laughs> sit and talk with you all day, oh, honey, seriously. No, 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 no. Let's just get real for a minute. Okay. He is an angel, but he is I an angel. He is an angel wearing like some sort of hot pants and go-go boots somewhere. Okay, yes. those, 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 those wings are somewhere like underneath like tattoos and like yes. and like a baseball cap and everything else he's got going on. And that's the best, he is, but that those are the best kinds of angels, right? The best. Yes, they're the angels absolutely. that we see, they're the angels that we see that are not from above, but right where they can see us at eye level. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? And mm. and you are you are an angel. You both are. And I'm so grateful to be on this path of life with you. You are truly, truly special beings. Thank you both so much. And I feel the same for you both. Thank you for all the amazing work that you're doing for yourselves, for the energy, for spirit. Um, and may you continue to be blessed always. And Bindi, I can't wait to hear some of your tracks. Please send them over. I, I will. I will. Things. And speaking of tracks, we uh, we do share some uh, on our playlist uh, every episode. And you can find that on Spotify by searching Get Real with Dr. Ronay. So uh, Curly, what is your track you're contributing to the playlist? I am contributing a track by a rapper named uh, Talib Kweli. And the song is called Get By. It is a song that I listen to Uh, One of the songs that I was listening to in the beginning of my own sobriety journey seven years ago, um, and it's a feel-good hip-hop song, blast it in your car, get yourself a cute little treat at a Starbucks, (laughs) and just, like, drive into the sunset and just get by. Mm, We all got to get by. And Ronay, your song. My song for this episode is the very powerful Running With The Wolves by Aurora. And when you think about our prior conversation and this podcast and words that I often live by um, about the wolf you feed, it really harkens back to the old Cherokee legend of evil and good and the way it balances out and exists in all of us as human beings. And uh, my song is The Devil Inside by In Excess. Again, you can find that playlist on Spotify. Just search Get Real with Dr. Ron A. And the meditation you can find on Insight Timer uh, for this episode is Connect With Yourself. Thanks for getting real with us, Dr. Ron A. Thank you so much for getting Bye, with y'all. me, Kelly Velasquez, Bindi, and your grandmother and your father <laughs> and your mother you. and all the people who make you who you are. Thank you so um, much. Thank you for tuning in to Get Real with Dr. Ronay. If you've loved the show and would like to experience coaching with coaches like Dr. Ronay or Bindi through Live Treatment Concierge Services, visit livetreatmentvip.com. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. 
So keep listening to Electric Cast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electric Cast. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid. Electric acid.